We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, and right next to me I have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an answer. Beautiful, uh, lit. I don't know Christmas. 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 South St. Louis. You know the problem is John. Yes. What's uh, this the is problem, this is our man? third episode that we recorded in a row. <laughs> uh, so right. we we have a. You know, busy uh, December, but we are trying to bring you fresh episodes here on Rest of the Basics. And uh, we are the hardest working men in Christian radio. We like to think so. Other people could do reruns, but not you and me. We'd stay in here for hours and hours recording these things just so you have. That's right. Fresh material. And we love to do it. And we do love to do I'm it. I'm just a little fatigued, that's all. Yeah. We, we get a little logie by about the third episode and everything, a little, little you know, punch drunk. John stuff. is the true Iron Man, though, because <laughs> what he'll do is he'll come in and he'll do the Bible study, and then after that, oh, yeah. record. Yeah, when we get done here, I'm going to record two uh, sessions with AJ uh, for Thy Strong Word. See, that's that's, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Listening to and I realize you're retired. Day. Yeah, well, but that's still. right. So I, it is easier. It, seriously, it is because I know what you're doing. You're, you've got sermons two to a week, and you've got all the extra Christmas. Real quick, what are what time are the Christmas services at Ascension this year? We have uh, three on Christmas Eve, uh, four, six, and eleven. Okay, and then we have one Christmas Day at ten a.m. So you are welcome to come if you love the uh, candlelight service. That's what we have at eleven. So okay. eleven o'clock, oh, eleven beautiful. p.m. And then it communion? ends. And well, you have communion. We'll have communion as okay. well, and then it'll end, and then it's it's Christmas morning, which is yeah. pretty cool. So it's a little past midnight by the time we get done, and it's just really really neat. I mean, one of my favorite services of the year, certainly. And you know, it's exhausting. It is exhausting, but you're right. I, I will miss that. There is just kind of a, a a peace though that comes from bringing the word of God and this wonderful story of Jesus' birth. Uh, um, well, God's blessing on your, your celebration of Christmas this year, Matt. Yeah, you as well, John. You get to sit by, by Lynn in the pew yeah, maybe a little more. It, it'll be, it'll seem really strange. This yeah. is the first Christmas that we've yeah. done that, and it will seem strange. But uh, uh, Vicar Bittner, I know, will do a wonderful job, and we'll be there celebrating with them. Uh, so if you're, in, if you're in our neck of the woods in, at Trinity Darmstadt, they have church at 5, and then at St. Paul's and New Athens, they'll have church at 7.30. And uh, I do believe they have a Christmas morning service service at at uh, nine o'clock so um all right everyone's waiting for my christmas story so kids settle down get there around the fireplace <laughs> gather around um, the radio and well this is appropriate too because we've been talking about christmas traditions and of course do you have lights on your christmas trees we do you do in fact back in the old days they actually just put candles on them. that's what i hear in a church is they'd have the guy with the bucket right to, that's, to that's right put ready, out, ready, if there was a fire, fire that broke out catch on Could, and they were live trees too so yeah they were fireproof yeah, yeah. trees they were these pine but did, have you ever wondered how it was 
us that we got that tradition of putting lights on the Christmas tree? How was it, John? Okay. Well, this isn't original with me, by the way. I can't take credit for this. Kyrus and Kyler said this years ago, uh, and it just struck me because it was about Lutherans. It was about Lutherans because it was actually Martin Luther was the first one to put lights on a Christmas tree. Did you know that? Well, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So this tradition goes long, long back. And, and the story is that one day he was out there in the Black Forest, these beautiful, beautiful pine woods that are in Germany, just beautiful. Uh, you know, the snow on, on the tree limbs and everything. And, and he's walking through this, this black forest uh, in the middle of the night. And it's a, it's a starless night. It was a cloudy. It was a dark night. No moon, no nothing. And here he's walking through these beautiful woods. And bam, he walks right into a tree. And he says, man, somebody should put lights on that thing. <laughs> so there you go. That's how that tradition got started. <laughs> that is a beautiful tradition. It is. It's a beautiful, touching story. I hope that has enriched everyone's Christmas <laughs> and that the children enjoy that retelling Thank of you. Grandpa John's Christmas, Christmas tree story. Tree story. <laughs> Somebody should put lights on that tree. <laughs> so, so this year we've been talking about we've been talking about the saints, the cloud of witnesses, Saint, Saint Santa Lucia, uh, a beautiful story of God working through this woman, and I pray God works through all of us this Christmas. And we've been wrestling with some things. Should we have Christmas traditions? Should we have Christmas planning? And, you know, I've been watching some stuff on TV and on the Internet. And, of course, the question that, that the world is raising, should we even be celebrating Christmas? Now, I'm not talking about buying presents. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We need to be doing that. I'm not arguing about that, people. we got to keep these Macy's and Sears. Well, they're out of business already, see? I know, see? We need to have more Christmas. The economy depends on it. Yeah. But but I'm hearing people say, this is just a bunch of stories and everything. None of this is really true. It's not like celebrating Independence Day, where we're talking about an actual historical event that happened. We signed the Declaration of Independence. Uh, so what do you think about it? Because it really is. I, I'm just surprised how much you hear on that, uh, on the very media, that this is just, these guys made this story up and everything. And and, uh, and that, that seems to be the case every year. That comes yeah. up, why, why do this? Well, and, and my, my answer would be, well, this is a historic event, yeah, right? Jesus' yeah. birth. That yes, sign of the Declaration of Independence. We can we know the day, the place. That's wonderful. But we also know uh, that Jesus was born. And yeah. We know that he was born yeah. of a virgin named Mary, uh, who was betrothed to Joseph. We knew that uh, he was laid in a manger. We have all those beautiful, beautiful details that the scriptures lay out for us, and we know that this is yes, this is a historic event, something that happened in history in the world. And and one of the things I love is how that account of Luke chapter 2 begins, it begins by saying, this took place during the time of Quirinius, Caesar read it, Augustus. Read it, and Not that we don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> trust why, why but you, verify, you right? You want to verify. verify. That's All right, right, let's do that. And by the way, thank you. Isn't that the Brians in the book of Acts? They always went to the scripture to see what, whether what Paul was saying was the truth, or Peter, whoever was at that point. I yeah, exactly, then, yes. So we that's fine. We love it. You go to your Bible and check out the stuff that we tell you. You go get, look up your book and see if Luther didn't walk into a tree. <laughs> but, We're going to uh, get letters about that uh, one, Jeff. Good. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, yeah. Luke chapter 2, this is how the, the, the account of the first Christmas begins. Yeah. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. There it is. So I, yeah. Luke, as he writes this, he roots it in in history. He roots it in secular history, who the rulers of the secular world were at that time. And, and it just pointing us, hey, people, 
as you read this, this is this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't make believe, uh, and this isn't something that happened in a vacuum and and just for for a certain group of people. No, this this happened in the world. This happened during the reign of these individuals. This this is true. This is historical. Can can I read you another verse from sure. Luke from from the beginning of Luke where he says, uh, "Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us," and in that cool, Luke is acknowledging he's not the only gospel. Yeah. He tells us right there, there are other people out there writing him. We actually know the names of the people. They're Matthew, Mark, John. Uh, but what he says is uh, others have written uh, about the narrative that has been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. Eyewitnesses have delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you. Uh, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you've been taught. So again, you're, you're right. Luke is saying, I wasn't there. I acknowledge that. If you want to criticize me because I wasn't there, but I talked to the eyewitnesses, the people who were there. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, if he's making things up, I don't think he would come out and say that in the first no. verses of his gospel. But he acknowledges that. He's open about it. Uh, you know, I don't lose any sleep over that. I, in fact, I think I'm more confident that, yeah, what Luke is writing is true. And I think that's pretty cool. He investigates this, and I can't help to think that one of the people that he spoke to was, was Mary herself. That's what Lynn believes, too. Yeah. That's where she thinks this whole birth thing comes yeah. from Mary. And maybe that's why you know, Matthew doesn't give us these kind of intimate details in his account of Jesus' birth. Luke does. And I think that's probably because he, he went to the source, maybe Mary herself. What was it like, Mary? Tell me about it. Yeah. What yeah, was it like yeah. that night? Oh, and then these shepherds came. What was that like? What did they tell you they heard and saw? And then to, you can almost picture that recounting taking place and Luke um, writing down, putting into words uh, exactly the events that took place in, in history. Now, now, and here's what you just did you see the light bulb going? Man, it's been going on a lot lately. That, that light bulb flashing. <laughs> that on. is for one of us. Because see, <laughs> Matthew couldn't have told us that story. Matthew wasn't there. Yeah, no. Yeah, so no, the fact he was, that he, he was doesn't relate these still. details, no. And, and Mark was, and John, again, no. But, but yeah, the fact that Luke would have went and talked to Mary herself. Yeah. Uh, and as we read through this text, I think you can see evidence that, yeah, there are things here that that's the kind of thing that mary would have reflected yeah. on no one else would have reflected on these yeah. things well so i mean matthew's probably he's probably getting born about the same time right yeah. you know as yeah. jesus being born uh yeah yeah exactly so you go to the source someone who's there and and luke's up front with it uh, he's up front with his readers about that i think that's pretty neat yeah sure because because luke if this was just made up he could have just said oh yes i remember all of these things. but no no he admits i'm a historian gives us the places and the dates, tells us that he talked to the witnesses. Um, now, I do want to clarify one thing before we go any further. Uh, we don't know for sure that he was born on December 25th, right? That's correct. Yeah. We don't know no, that. no, we don't know. Yeah, we, we're not going to argue that. By the way, do you know how they came up with the date, December 25th? Does it involve Luther walking into a tree? No, there's no trees. No, no, no nothing. Uh, right. it, it's bad. The tradition is the Annunciation was nine months before, you know, when the, the yeah. angel comes. Well, sure, that makes sense, yeah. right? And so, well, then the church said, well, that's when the angel came and said you're going to be with child. Well, then take nine months. That gets you to December 25th. But it always tickled me. The church didn't determine December 25th as a date when he was born yeah. but they they determined when the angel came to mary they yeah. had that tradition and then they extrapolated from there well and when you think about it i mean uh, 
and which one is more important? Yes. It's hard to say. Yeah. You know, obviously we celebrate Christmas more, and there's uh, there's quite a bit written about Christmas, but also there's quite a bit in the scriptures about the Annunciation, exactly. about the angel coming and speaking to Mary. And if we really want to talk about the incarnation, yes. God taking on our flesh, that's what that incarnation, that's what that word means, God becoming one of us. When does that happen? Well, it really happens nine months earlier, right? Nine yeah. months before Christmas in Mary's womb. I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, that, that's mind blowing too. That, that God Himself, the Son of God, is in the womb of this woman, this, this teenage mom, uh, and, and He's there already. So I, we don't want to overlook that. I think that I'm glad you brought that up because what took place nine months before Christmas. I mean, that's one of the reasons the church set that date first. Uh, was because that's that's when God becomes flesh. That's when it all gets started. Yeah. And it's interesting. So we're finishing up now. This will be the last Sunday in Advent, right? Yeah. And the that's Sunday right. uh, that's that's a season of anticipation. And I'm thinking, actually, nine months Mary was anticipating all of this stuff. Yeah. So, for so it to come to pass. We just do four weeks of anticipation, but. Um, and, and, and the other thing, one more thing about the Annunciation, that's such a cool story, too, because it's not like Mary says, oh, look at me, I'm the mother, the son of God. No, she says, how can this be? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a virgin. It does not work that way. I know how things work, you know. Uh, and so it, it affirms the whole, they, they know this is a miracle. They know there's something out of the ordinary that's going on here. Uh, and, and yet, as we'll see if we read the story, they don't know what's going on either. They just, this is all, you know, fill of surprises. It's not for them. planned. We just <laughs> talked about that two weeks ago. Our plans for Christmas. This is not planned. This is not planned by Mary Joseph, early. It's planned by God. No, right? in fact, their plans are, are, are frustrated, aren't they? That's right. Exactly. Um, oh, so, I know, especially Joseph's, right? He's oh, going to divorce man. her quietly and yeah. he thinks it's, this is over. But no, God has a different plan. Ah. Uh, um, so, so anyway, we do want to, and I know there's a lot of scholars that think that the lambs would have been out in the fields during spring and so that maybe this actually happened in spring. Frankly, we don't care. <laughs> we just want you to know we're celebrating an event that actually took place and, and we've chosen this date, again, to do things decently in order. Our Orthodox brothers will not celebrate Christmas on the 25th. They will celebrate it in January. Good for them. Yeah, We don't fine. care. It, you know, but, but we are all celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what matters. Um, Shall we read more of the text? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we, uh, we got the setting there, uh, yep. and who is ruling and reigning during that time. Uh, verse 3, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. All right, so there's a couple of things that, that I want to uh, deal with here, uh, Matt. First of all, uh, the, the people that are attacking the historicity of the event, uh, they would pick up on just what you and I were, were talking about, the fact that Matthew has a totally different story than, than Luke has. Uh, does that trouble you that Matthew describes this differently than the way Luke Luke describes it? No, again, Luke is investigating yeah. uh, in a different way than Matthew is. I think uh, I think it's helpful to us because with those two 
accounts, we have a fuller account, single account of the events that take place. They don't contradict each other. No. They're not saying, they're not telling totally different stories, but they are sharing details of the same story. And, and I think, oh boy, that, that just confirms each other that there are commonalities, but at the same time, there's details that one has that the other doesn't. And so reading them together, Boy, we have this more full account of what takes place. Uh, Dr. David Scare, you, yeah, you went to St. Louis, yes. didn't you? So you? But you know of Dr. Yeah, David Scare. Yeah. So, so he has this theory that, that the Gospels are actually written that way, that, that, that these people knew each other. Well, Luke says that. He, mm-hmm. he acknowledges that he knows there's other narratives sure. out there. So I'm assuming he's read those other narratives. And, and, that, and that a lot of what happens in the Gospel is, is either people just saying, hey, but they left out this detail, and I, I want to add this detail detail because obviously you can't tell everything when you're writing mm-hmm. the story or perhaps even maybe somebody misunderstood something that was said and so now i need to make sure people get the fuller picture and the, and the complete understanding and it's fun when you do that I, I again it's a really difficult thing deciding who wrote first i, I mean traditionally it's matthew sure. mark luke as it is but we again honestly people we don't know for sure but it is kind of fun to compare them and say well yeah i can see where maybe just like like you said, maybe Matthew felt we needed to add some things that, that Luke does, or perhaps the opposite. Maybe Luke thought, well, you know, Matthew kind of gives us an overview, but I think my people might be really interested in how, because I talked to Mary, and she shared some things that Matthew probably wasn't aware of. So mm-hmm. um, the only thing I'll add to that, too, is, is I, I used to have a good friend who was a policeman. In fact, he was a detective. Uh, and, and he told me that if you got witnesses in and they all gave you the exact same story. Uh, be suspicious. Well, that's right. Somebody's planned this out. You know, you've shared notes with each other. Uh, and when you had witnesses and there were difference in the detail, that said, okay, this is this is the truth then. So mm-hmm. that's not a thing to cause you to be skeptical. It's actually a thing to affirm uh, that what we have here is the truth. Yeah. And um, the big thing, I mean, not, not that Christmas isn't big, obviously, yeah. but the, Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the yeah. dead. I think it's interesting, all four Gospels, right? All yeah, four exactly. of them have that. Um, that's key, right? Same cool thing about Easter, right? Exactly. There, there's yep. no gospel that says yep. they got up in the morning. Well, there was the dead body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, differences in details, but yep. they all agreed that tomb was empty. Yep, and that's what and, all that matters. And uh, we saw him, and we saw his hands and his feet, and he ate in front of us, and they all established the fact that he was resurrected from the dead. Um, uh, just a historical note for those who love history, and I know a lot of our listeners do. Uh, originally, a lot of people scoffed at this story, too, because they said, oh, no Roman emperor would make people get up and move and travel like that. That's just something ridiculous. And then, of course, as they've done more research and they've done more excavations, they found this beautiful uh, uh, memorial that uh, Caesar had set up for himself. And on the memorial, he listed the 10 things that he thought people should remember him for and and you know what was on that list? The census. The census. Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. Caesar's top ten list. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, cool. Uh, where did you end up in the reading of that? Yeah, we, text uh, well, we wrapped up with uh, verse seven. Okay. Uh, any particular comments we need to make about well, that? Well, I think one of the things that strike me is this so brief. I think it's, yeah. this, it's brief. That, that's all we got yeah. when it comes to the, the, the manger, when it comes to the no room in the inn. And, and our, our plays emphasize that in our pageants. And that's wonderful. And, but, and our nativity sets. But, but this is it. This is just those few verses is the, the one picture yeah. we have of what it was like 
that night for Mary and Joseph and, and most importantly, Jesus. And let me, for, for my wife Lynn's sake, let me point out, he was not born in a manger. <laughs> okay. He was laid in a manger, but he wasn't, no, they, she didn't, no, right? Not, not in the feed trough. No, probably somewhere else in the barn, and then he was laid. That, for some reason, that really bugs Lynn when people say he was born in a born manger. Born in a manger. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> And by, by the way, by the way, see, this doesn't contradict Matthew at all, does it? No, 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 no this doesn't. It's just a detail that Matthew, Matthew left out because Matthew does talk about the wise men going where to the house. Bethlehem. Yeah. yeah, only it's later. That's right. It's a house. It's a couple of years later when they show up. Uh, but but the city is the same. I, see, I, I, the, the reason I mentioned that is I was listening to one of these things and they were making a big deal out of, well, you know, we know for sure he was from Nazareth and there's just this tradition that he came from, from uh, Bethlehem. And I think, well, no, both of the narratives put him in Bethlehem. No one argues about that. And Matthew gives us the details of how he ended up also being Jesus of Nazareth, mm-hmm. right? And so you can see that. So you can see people say, well, wait a second, there's a discrepancy here. I thought he was Jesus of Nazareth. Luke says he was born in Bethlehem. And you can see Matthew say, oh, no, no, no. Yes, he was born in Bethlehem because that's what the prophet said. But this is how he came to be Jesus of Nazareth because they had to flee Bethlehem because Herod was trying to kill him, see? Yeah. So actually, if you read the Gospels, you'll find they're answering your questions, they're answering your concerns, trying to give you the details you need to know. Uh, any more, or should we move on? Well, and just that, that, that kind of the major, again, rooted in history, right? Yeah. So you have Herod, and we know that Herod did really rule there. And uh, he did really kill and people. He really he did kill people in the family. region of Bethlehem. Yeah. And all, I mean, again, just rooted in history once again. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, this again, this isn't just a historic account. This is for the salvation yes, of the world that this exactly. is taking place. But I think it's just cool that, yeah, the salvation of the world in Jesus Christ, it takes place in history. Should we just finish the story? Let's, let's read the oh, story sure. and conclude it. Sure. And we wish all of you a very blessed Christmas. And then we'll close with, of course, the Jalapeno Course. Very good. Because this is wrestling with the basics, you know. That's, I, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. That's tradition. Uh, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Yeah, Mary pondered these things. Yeah, yeah. That's why we got these details, because she knew things that nobody else knew, and they were still fresh in her memory. Uh, God bless all of you. Have a blessed Christmas. This is not some myth. This is reality, truth. A Savior has been born unto you and me. And I know we're a silly show, so we conclude. You want to hit the tape? All right. Hit the tape. Let's yeah. roll it.
John Lukonski and Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. And we wish you all a very merry and blessed Christmas in Jesus Christ.